Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McInniff. What's going on, everybody? My name is Ryan McKenniff. I'm with Janet. And today we're talking about when elders and medical culture collide. And they're colliding right now. Like a supernova. Like a supernova. <laughs> creating a black hole which will suck us all in and we'll all be destroyed. That's right. So, Janet, give me an idea. What are we talking about today? Well, I think today we're so comfortable with the whole concept of global society. And Mm -hmm. you've got, um, especially in our Boston area, we have a melting pot. We have all different backgrounds. And we also have some of the finest teaching hospitals in the world. Um, So you've got all of this change, all of this wonderful things going forward. But a number of their patients, if, if any of our viewers are 50 or older, your parents or your grandparents, this is foreign territory to them. And they have developed a mindset of what medical services are, and you need to keep that in mind. You're not going to get them, for the most part, to just graciously go into the seven-minute visit, do the test, Check out your notes on your laptop when the doctor sends it through the medical email. Yeah. This is just not where they're at. And, uh, you know, I think of my, my grandmother. I think of my own parents. And they thought the idea of a seven-minute visit was just absolutely horrible. And that had become the standard because the doctors, what did they need? Got you in, got you out. Um, and on the post-acute side, meaning whether you need a nursing home or elder care or whatever, these are all things that did not exist a generation or more ago. You didn't have elder daycare. Assisted living, that was grandma came to live with you, you know, and it was things like that. So to try and have your um, your parent or your grandparent feel comfortable with this is really tough. Um, I don't know how your dad is navigating the system. He seems computer savvy, so he's probably doing great with it. Um, my dad we'll is computer savvy, so he loves looking up test results. My mother cannot, for the life, or understand why things are the way they are. Yeah, you know, and and that's something that you, as the family caregiver, you have to be mindful of that mindset. My grandmother didn't think that women could be doctors. So the doctor would come in, and for all she cared, it was the nurse. And the doctor had a God complex. Mm -hmm. You never questioned them. Mm -hmm. So as a caregiver or as an advocate for your family member, you need to be an unapologetic um, caregiver. And if you need more time, if you need more information for them, you need you kind of need to fight for it, and that's that's kind of unfortunate these days. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean you have you have it's generally well known that the the vast majority of dollars that are spent on your healthcare are later in life, right? Like mm-hmm. sixty years old and after, because that's when things start breaking down. Just like in a car, you're not spending maintenance dollars for the first hundred thousand miles as much as you are spending it after the first hundred thousand miles, because that's when things wear and tear it takes takes on with uh, with with vehicles same with people so you have younger people that were used to going to see the doctor regularly every single year they went to the doctor they had those experiences and then for a lot of people 
right around 25, 30 probably years old, doctor's appointments aren't as big of a deal, right? Because I'm fine. Everything's going well. I spend this money or I see the doctor. I don't need to see him. Same with dentists. I, my teeth are fine. They're, I'm, I chew them every day. You know, like <laughs> they're perfectly fine. And then 20 years goes by with maybe a doctor's visit here and there when the occasional flat tire occurs and you just need to get it quickly fixed or whatever's mm-hmm. going on. And then you get into a system of that it looks completely different than what you were used to when you were growing up and younger. And even every few years when you went there, maybe you don't remember it as well and how quickly that doctor was in there, did a bunch of things on his computer, talks to you for 30 seconds, gone. And it's a different world when you get into a hospital and and, and they're looking at you in a completely different mindset. Right, and there, there was no such thing as a walk-in. Yeah. You know, if anybody walked in, it was... In my grandmother's generation, they walked into your home with their Mm -hmm. little black bag. And you had this one doctor that knew you from womb to tomb in in many cases. And now it's this one does your physical and this one looks at your eyes and this one, you know, takes care of something else. And so we've learned to adapt to that. Mm -hmm. But if you have and it's even more frightening in many cases if the person has any form of a dementia or is just plain getting forgetful, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, I have to keep this appointment and that appointment. And I mean, I had to laugh myself. I was used to going to my doctor to get my physical and I have a a new doctor this year and it's like, this one does this part of it and this one does that part of it. I'm like, it's just a physical. It's, I thought it was like getting your oil changed on the car, you know? So... And I mentioned even to my parents, and they're like, what? It was just a physical, but there's like three different people to get this done. So we have to be sensitive to that and and understand that you are not going to change that mindset. That's something that, that's burned into their mind. And you you have to prepare to take them to an appointment, to answer questions for them, to let them know what's going to happen before the visit. I think, you know, parents do a great job doing that with their kids, but I often say elderly people are tall kids. Yeah. And and that's really the case, but we assume that just like us, we became adults and as we go along, we know these things. We think our parents do too or our grandparents do too, and they don't. And, you know, I find that it's very helpful for us as a private home care to be up front and ask questions about things that involve someone's mindset. I will point blank. I will ask if someone is going to have an issue if a caregiver is someone of color. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't mean they're a bigot. It doesn't mean they're a racist. It's just something they're not familiar with. Or then there's the association of, well, is English their second language? You know, these are all things that you're going to bring this into somebody's home and they have to have a, a, a comfort level you have to you have to keep the mindset absolutely it, and it and it's managing expectations as well you know it's mm-hmm. somebody might be going in there and thinking that you know using the example kind of you use that you go in you meet with one person they handle everything and things are good and then you find out that generalist then refers out to a bunch of specialists and You've got, you just went from having one, or your parent has gone from thinking they just have one visit to do, 
mm-hmm. that it's just gone to three or four visits because you have to go see the difference. But you got to go do the blood work here, and then you got to do this, and then you got to do that. Then we got to have you come back in, and, and we'll go over all the tests, and we'll explain to you what happened. When you're used to you, I just went and saw one guy, not even a female, one guy, and he said everything, and he knew everything, and if they said to put salt on it, then that would fix it, when that might not necessarily be the case anymore. Absolutely. And, you know, some people and and some of the doctors, to their credit, they're coming out with the latest and greatest of techniques and medications and all these other things when someone's thinking tea and honey and wearing socks to bed is going to solve um, what they need. And uh, just recently, I was having a conversation with my parents about a friend of theirs that I don't know if it was a knee replacement, a hip replacement, whatever they needed. And these... These people are having a conversation about a particular Boston hospital, which is world-renowned for doing knees and hips and that kind of thing. And the person said, that that's where I have to go. And yet a friend of theirs said, yeah, well, mine was fixed, but, you know, a couple months later, I was in as much pain as I was before. And I'm trying to explain to my parents that, well, they are world-renowned and take care of all these great athletes, but that athlete that has a hip problem is what twenty one, yeah. and he's got good muscles, and he's got and he's got nothing but the best. If you've got someone who's ninety and doesn't get any exercise, and now they need a knee replacement, they are not going to have the same results at that world-renowned hospital. So it's it's the whole understanding of the the mindset of what good care is that um, you know you it. It needs to be taken seriously and, and respected as much as anything else. Absolutely. I mean, and we can do a whole, we could do a whole nother show on the fact of that mindset with older adults when deciding on what care to get, right? So we've had seen cases where people drag their feet a little bit, something catastrophic happens to mom or dad, and then the, the result is that they never get back to the baseline that they were at already. Yep. Their baseline has changed. Their 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 basic ability to do certain things has gone down and they're more than likely never going to get past that. So those are those that those types of things that you talk about with your parents of like, you know, you you need to you know, kind of going off of what you said with the baseball player and that that expectation of you might not bounce back or your bounce back might be completely different. You might have pain in your knee for the rest of your life. It just won't be as severe as it was before you got the knee replacement surgery, using an example which might may or may not even be true. Um, because we see it all the time where people take their time in finding care and think, and there's that mindset, because you're 40, you're 50 years old, you're still young, or I'm 30, you're still young enough that if you do fall, it's not the end of the world. You generally get back up, maybe you're you're sore for a little bit longer than you would have been when you're 20, but you're thinking this mindset of, well, they'll get, they'll just go to the hospital, they'll get better, and then they'll be back to normal, and it doesn't work out that way. Nope. It, it And what happens is that they fall, they injure themselves, and then their independence is shot for the rest of their life rather than um, getting back to where they can live on their own and they can walk up and down the stairs and still do their gardening that they love doing every single time. So that's a, that's a really great point that you make with that comparison of uh, the age difference and the expectation level that will come when you're dealing with somebody who's younger versus somebody who's older. 
Yeah, and even to use that that same example, uh, we kind of ended the conversation just before the hockey game came on, and I was saying that, okay, how young did Bobby Orr stop playing because of his knees? You know, these athletes, they can get the best care in the world, but they're retired in their 30s, and then you find out when they get to their 60s, you know, the knees have been replaced, the hips have been replaced, and they still have trouble just getting around. So some of it is the kind of shape you were in when you got hurt, but there's also just some things that as your your body ages and certain things slow and certain things become brittle that you need to keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and that's, that's another very good point. Like that wear and tear is an accumulated effect. Absolutely. And you see these people that, that do the same thing over and over and over again at a high level like an athlete. And it just wears their body down that much faster versus doing it sparingly over time. You can play basketball once or twice a week and probably do that till you're 60 or 70 years old. But if you want to play at the highest level that you can, that's going to take a toll on your body. That's completely different. And and yeah. it's the same thing, just on a different scale with exactly. everyday people. Exactly. And there was uh, a Red Sox game a few months back and up in the booth was... Uh, um, Eckersley and um, Jerry Remy and it really was a funny conversation because you you look at Eckersley and he looks like the picture of health and even Jerry Remy was looking pretty good for someone who's dealing with cancer and all kinds of things but they were going on and on of just how broken their bodies are and how they could barely move and and Eckersley's shoulder is totally shredded and there's Remy saying, oh, if I drop something, you know, I can't bend down to pick it up. This guy was was a great baseball player. Yeah. And it's just, you know, they're, they they got older 30 <laughs> because of the toll in their body. So you, you need to keep that in mind. And you can't think because you go to the best physician that you that he is going to make you younger. Yeah. I think in some ways is, is what the and hope is. And it's gonna magically fix everything. I mean right. they can only bring you so far. And there's a and then additionally there's a lot of rehab involved. There's a lot of um, you know, you hear about and I'm guilty of this too, so I'm not on my high horse, but you get injured and then you're told you need to do these exercises every day or two times a day or three times a week or whatever it is People don't do it. And then so they go, oh, well, the surgery didn't work. Well, the surgery did work, but you didn't strengthen the area with your rehabilitation to get to that next level to get back to exactly where you were. Exactly. Um, that's another problem that we see with these this, this medical culture of, hey, you go to the doctor, it gets fixed, and you go home. Well, there's a lot of rehab that's needed in that. And if you stay on that course with that rehab, you're gonna you're going to exceed far further than if you don't. And I've been guilty of that. And I've, oh. I've made that mistake. And I'm not going to make it, that mistake again. Guilty as charged. Yeah. And I think the athletes and all, they they stick with that because they're under contractual agreement. To sure. make sure There's a lot that... of money on the line. But, <laughs> so. you know, when it comes with your parents, you know, you need to be one, the one that's hounding them and reminding them this is this is your independence on the line or you're yep. going to an assisted living or you're moving in with me or whatever, you know, case scenario occurs that... You, know, you need to go there and get this done and uh, and and explain to them what's going to be happening. So, yep, absolutely. So anyways, that will wrap up our uh, discussion on, on elders and medical culture and, excuse me, medical culture colliding. 
Um, my name is Ryan McKenneth. This is Janet. Um, we are going to be, uh, we didn't do our little ad, but that's okay. But one thing I would like to say is please like us on Facebook. Look up our page, The Caregiver's Toolbox. There we can get your feedback on things. If you have certain topics you want to hear about, please let us know about it. We are also videotaping these podcasts um, so that we can put them onto Facebook video onto YouTube. I think maybe in the future we'll try to do some live videos, but we'll see. Um, we're just testing this out. We really love the podcast, but I know that some people out there really like watching video as well. So that's kind of why we went into this format. So check us out, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Facebook, it's going to be under the Caregiver's Toolbox. We'll see you next week. Thanks a bunch.